This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Well, the dust has settled on the draw for the 2023 24 Champions League group stages. But with Manchester City installed as the favorites once again to be crowned kings of Europe, is there any value? in futures markets when it comes to the world's top club competition. This is Betting Weekly Extra Time, Champions League edition. You're with myself, Dan Roebuck, and over the course of the next 45 minutes or so, with the help of senior handicapper Steve Wist, Italian football journalist and broadcaster Daniele Fisichella, plus professional football better Will White, we aim to identify the best long-term bets ahead of the group stages getting underway in mid-September. Steve, there's always this conundrum. Uh, about whether better should get involved now or wait until the group stages are complete. Group shocks are rare. We did see Barcelona bow out last season. They were in a tough group. Do we get involved now? Do we wait? How do we approach it? If you think the price is there, if if you think the price is right for you, that was a game show, wasn't it, in the UK years ago, um, then, yeah, take it now, 100%. You're absolutely right, Um, Major shocks don't happen too often. We don't get that many huge shock eliminations normally. However, the way some of the groups have been drawn this year, then there's more case of that potentially happening. So I say with all outrights, no matter what sport you're betting on, um, no matter what time of, of year you're betting on, how long until it cashes, if you like the odds... Uh, however you do your future bets, whether it's in terms of value, confidence, whatever, then snap it up here and now. So yeah, this is why we're doing it at the start of these group stages. Um, you know, you had a very interesting stat on Napoli, didn't you, on the um, on the itinerary. Uh, prices can sometimes really shorten in after the group stages are done. Well, I mean, Napoli's the one that I've, I've sort of pulled out uh, and you could sort of, you know, make a, a case for a few of them. And Danielle, this is a good time to bring you in. You know, we see teams coming to form over the course of the season that weren't previously considered when it comes to the Champions League. Nap- Napoli were the big one last year because they were so good in Italy and obviously no one really expected them to win Scudetto. But by the time the sort of knockout stages came around and they were in a toughish group, I guess, to a certain extent, but they were absolutely flying and they were 150 to 1 for the Champions League. And when we were talking about Napoli sort of late last season, when the draw was made for the quarterfinals and the semis, we thought, crikey, what an opportunity it is for them. And unfortunately, they run out of steam. But the, the same to, to a certain extent applies, uh, applies to Inter as well, doesn't it, really? I mean, you, you've got to... I mean, it's almost impossible to try and work out who's going to be in, in form in the autumn. No, it's impossible because... Uh, and also it's impossible to try and work out who's going to play who. At the moment, we know who's had 
who has a tougher group, who has an easy group. And if you look to at Inter, certainly they have got an easier group this season than last time around. But they went to the final when nobody expected that because in the knockout groups, in knockout stages, they had an easy draw. And, you know, you can't really do anything against uh, an easy draw or a, or, or a tough draw. And the same goes with Napoli. The draw opened up for them, but they came at the end of the season and they were got found out they were tired perhaps Spalletti didn't do enough rotations and uh, they lost against um, Milan but I think uh, mm, the group stage can set the tone and can set the narrative for uh, obviously the knockout stages uh, to come and of course uh, we have to take in, into account that this year round there is no World Cup in the middle of the middle of the of the Champions League uh, group stages the group stages are spread across the usual 12 weeks last year they were condensed so if a team picked up bad form it was a little bit difficult more difficult last year round to shake it off this time there is more time between games injuries players can recover also to those games so there are a lot of factors to take into account this campaign is completely different from the previous one yeah some really good interesting points there uh, from a better's point of view uh will what do you make of the futures mark is, is it something that you get involved in is is there value here is it the sort of bread and butter of of betters or is it one of those things that really yes it's nice to have an anti-post as we call it in the uk or a futures in the us in your pocket but it's it's not really going to make that much money for you how do you see it normally i i, I do tend to see quite a lot of value in the futures markets. I do I do think that bookies struggle to to price them up accurately um, because lots of bookies these days are ratings based and futures markets require a bit more nuance when it comes to kind of the extrapolating of fixed ratings over the full course of a competition or a season. And so really it does leave opportunities for the more human based opinions and angles. So yeah, absolutely. I'd love to get involved with futures markets where I can. It is quite difficult um, getting on futures markets for somebody like myself. Um, although uh, this season with interest rates as high as they are, maybe bookmakers will be willing to kind of take our hard earned over the course of the season and take their chances. One thing I will say to highlight um, the type of value that can be found in futures markets is is actually a pick that Rory had in La Liga on um on Bellingham to score over six and a half goals at the beginning of the season. I think it was minus 139. And I know we've spoken a lot about that bet on this podcast, but um, it really does show the type of value that's lying around in these futures markets. If you can pick up on an angle like that, where Rory picked up on the fact that Bellingham was likely to be kind of the centerpiece of that Real Madrid attack this season and, and a like for like replacement for Benzema, really. So yeah, there is huge value. Um, getting on is, is a, com- a completely different problem. Yeah, not easy sometimes. I always imagine, Will, though, because it's a long-term bet, it might be easier than trying to get down match to match, but maybe that's not the case. I guess there's there's more liabilities if, if you're playing something at significant odds. That can be different. But I, I guess as well, you, you've always got the options to hedge, haven't you? If you've got, if you did back Napoli last season, Will, at 150 to 1 or into, you, you've got those options, haven't you, uh, a little further down the line. Not necessarily to see the bet out, but just to hedge in your favour. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one thing I like to do myself is to try and map out the likely paths of each team in a tournament like this and kind of derive some sort of fair value using that approach. And so, yeah, if you identify a team such as Napoli or Inter in the group stages that you think are going to make their way through, 
you know, we don't know, like Daniele said, about what the draw is going to look like post-group stage, but um, there always are options to hedge. And, um, and yeah, that's a good strategy often. Yeah, Paris Saint-Germain have, have come in for some really tough draws recently. So it's going to be interesting to hear what the boys think about Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, look, Champions League outrights, the futures look like this. These are the Bet Rivers prices as we speak. Uh, Manchester City plus 225, Bayern plus 550, Real Madrid plus 800, Arsenal plus 1200. Barcelona plus 1,400, Paris Saint-Germain plus 1,600. Do we need to go any bigger than that? Well, maybe we do. Manchester United plus 2,000. Get all the prices on the Bet Rivers app and on the website as well. I just want all of your thoughts on Man City. They make the market. They take a massive percentage out of the book here. Uh, Steve, they're shorter uh, than they were last season, obviously. They are the European champions. What, what's your take on, on City? I think they have to be the fair favourite, Dan. Um you look at uh, look at all what, how they performed in the last few years. Uh, finally, managed to win that Champions League in the previous campaign. Uh, now, this did historically used to be a very difficult trophy to defend, didn't it? Until Real Madrid started winning it every year. Um, so there is that. You do have they've always had a big target on their back uh, anyway, but it'll be slightly bigger now. Um, I mean, the draw itself has been very kind to them. I don't think any of us actually have any group bets on Group G. Um, Leipzig will be talked about in a bit more detail with Will. But, um, I mean, they've got Red Star, Belgrade and Young Boys. I mean, it couldn't have been any easier, really, for from Pots the three and four for them. So, already they're, they're guaranteed pretty much to be in the last 16. And um, they should probably win the group. But the most important thing for any team that they're thinking about just getting through so that's another reason why, you know, in the draw that with the draw, they're quite short with the, with the betting plus 225. That wouldn't personally interest me in a, a season long bet in the Champions League, because like Daniele said, you are in the you are relying on the draw quite a lot. You know, you could end up with a really tough route and there are some decent sides out there, but they're a worthy favourite. I can't get away from that. Dan. Plus 225 value or not. Daniele, what's your thoughts on Manchester City, have they still got the the hunger? Do you think after the trouble? I mean, they've they've gone four wins from four in the Premier League, so I'm probably answering my own question there. But what's your th- thoughts on City going back to back in the Champions League? By far the best team in England, probably the best team in the world at the moment. They got they made four good signings this summer. They sold some experienced players, so I mean, let's be careful and say they have improved. Because obviously those four signings they need to gel, but they got rid of course Gundogan, Maretz, Laporte. These are all proven international that have helped them time in and time out, you know, in the internationally and domestically. But having to shake off the fear of winning has been so important. But in the end, the last 15 minutes, they look like an Italian team against Inter. They defended. Even Pep Guardiola knows that you need to defend at the end. And it was quite refreshing to see also a team like Manchester City to grind out the result. Now, they need to carry that 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 momentum, they need to carry that belief into this season. But if you do look at the odds themselves, plus 225, I think if you look at the probability, if I'm not wrong, that's like around 30% probability of winning the, of winning the Champions League. Now, it's quite a lot if you consider the, the other team that are in it. And to bet on it straight away, giving them the 30% of chances, I think... Uh, You take a little bit of a risk. Also, let's not forget last season, Manchester City away from home, they were not great. They drew five times 
um, they drew in the Super Cup as well this season. So often they were found a little bit ponderous, a little bit slow in that. And, you know, uh, it, it might be that, uh, you know, the domestic form is not, is not quite the same. Do I see them winning back-to-back at the moment? No, I don't. Because I think they're going to be challenged a lot as well in the league. So it might not be the season, it might not be the season for, for, for another Champions League win. Uh, Will, they let players go, but they got some good players uh, in. What's your take on City at plus 225? Is it a play or a lay? It's For me, it's actually quite hard to get a handle on Man City, uh, especially because I quite closely follow the Asian market and um, where a lot, lots of professional syndicates operate in the Asian market. And they seem to really, since midway through last season, they really were opposing Man City quite heavily, pretty much game on game. Um, obviously did their money last season, but um, it's continued into this season as well. And there's, there's something about this Man City side that the syndicates just really don't like, that professional players don't like. I am not, haven't been able to put my finger on it yet myself, but if you had that back City um, tie by tie um, in last season's tournament, you would have achieved a price of plus 250. And that's not considering anything to do with the group stages. So you would have you would have got a bigger price on them backing them uh, tie by tie last season. And that was um, despite playing an arguably weak uh, final opponent in Inter. I know Daniele might disagree with me on that one, but there were much stronger potential finalists. I do agree with you. They were weaker and they, are, and they remain weaker. But, you know, uh, game of football yeah. is, uh, is, is unpredictable sometimes. So, uh, yeah, in conclusion... They are definitely the strongest team in the tournament. I have them the highest rated team in Europe, but um, but I couldn't be backing him at the plus 225. And I would say if betters do want to get on side with City, maybe look for a way of uh, engineering some round-by-round round parlay. Interesting. So we're agreed that Man City are the best side in Europe, but none of us are backing them. Plus 225 is always about the price. It's never about winners in betting, and people should know that. And hopefully we've educated you enough over the course of uh, the last year or two on the Bet Rivers podcast. It's never about finding winners. It's always about finding value. And City at plus 225 are not. So where does the value lie? Let's talk through the market rivals of uh, Manchester City. We're going to talk about buying first of all. Because uh, this is a pick from Will, who are plus 550, beaten by Manchester City, of course, uh, last season. They've started, I want to say they've started the Bundesliga season well. They were thumped in the in the German Cup and they've had to um, overcome some sticky moments, Will, in the Bundesliga early on. But this is your selection. So uh, the stage is yours. Why are we playing Bayern at plus 550? Yeah, I think there's a perception about Bayern um of them really not deserving perhaps to win the Bundesliga last season, or at least very going very, very close to not winning the Bundesliga. Um, but if you look at the underlying stats, they were by far the best team in Bundesliga. And if you look purely at the ratings or, or actually the XG supremacy from last season, they had the highest of all teams in Europe and across the big five European leagues which would surprise uh, probably most people. Uh, they had an XG supremacy of plus 1.49 goals per game. So essentially what that means is Bayern were 1.49 goals per game better than their opponents and perhaps chance conversion for them and then at the other end against them was kind of brought some variance into that that didn't really follow through into their results. Um, by way of comparison, uh, that was versus 0.79 goal uh, 
XG supremacy for Dortmund and then into the other European leagues. We're looking at plus 1.39 for Man City, plus 0.89 Arsenal, plus 0.84 Newcastle, plus 1.23 PSG. Both Italian teams, uh, Inter and Napoli, had under one goal XG supremacy. And then Barcelona and Real Madrid, both around the plus one goal mark as well. That's quite a big difference. And we can talk about how the Bundesliga is not the strongest league in Europe. Um, it's certainly not as strong as the Premier League, team for team. Um, I'd have it probably about on par with uh, La Liga and Serie A myself. So I think we have to pay some attention to that statistic. Um, there is a distinct German flavour to my picks for the Champions League outrights, uh, despite it not really being one of my kind of main leagues to focus on. I just think Bayern, if you look at their squads, a lot of their key players are coming into their primes. Um, if you look at, at the back, Kim Min Jae, 26 years old. Uh, further forward, Komen and Sane are both 27. Kimmich, Goretzka, Gnabry, all 28. Harry Kane, 30. That's that's the spine of their team, um, and they're all arguably in their prime uh, times of their careers. I think I think the timing is is uh, right for Bayern to take the next step here and, and win the Champions League. Harry Kane is is the missing piece for them, really, isn't he? Um, if you if you think of Harry Kane being supplied by the likes of Kingsley Coman, uh, Musiala, Serge Gnabry, Leroy Sané even Thomas Muller. I mean, it's quite a scary proposition. And if we've already agreed that we've kind of got to look further afield to uh, Man City, and Bundes, uh, sorry, Bayern are, are the team that jumped to mind for me. Um, I have them clear second highest rated team in Europe, not actually that far behind Man City, but that's a De Bruyne-less Man City. If uh, De Bruyne comes back in a few weeks, which he should, uh, Man City on my side will receive quite a significant upgrade in ratings so yeah there's actually a more distance for me between Bayern and the third best team in Europe than there is between Bayern and Man City so um, yeah all things considered uh, Bayern look a bet for me at plus 550 what I will say is I'm slightly concerned about their wingback situation uh, they did lose three essentially three of their potential wingback starters from last season Cancelo Hernandez and Pavard Alfonso Davies is still there, but he'll need to stay fit, I think, if Bayern are going to challenge and, and win this tournament. Um, so, yeah, for me, Bayern, Bayern, Bayern uh, deserve its second favourites, and uh, all other contenders really have quite significant weaknesses as well. I'm happy to go into, but perhaps uh, that's enough said. Plus 550 Bayern. Very, very briefly, boys. Um, Daniele and, and Steve on Bayern. Daniele, your thoughts on Bayern quickly? Strengthened this year, as uh, as we'll mention, but not everything went to plan. You know, they couldn't sign Paligna in the end, didn't bring a replacement for Pavard. Yes, my question, Mark, is are they a little bit short in midfield and in defensive areas? Last season, they cruised through the groups. Two goals conceded, 18 scored, six wins, but Inter finished second and reached the final. Steve? Well, obviously, now they've got Harry Kane. And just think about what Bayern were like when they had Lewandowski. Um, you know, that was the missing piece for them last season. That's why they didn't have that chance conversion that Will was 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 mentioning. One thing I will say about the Bundesliga, I, I, it's not that I don't rate the league, but I just don't think teams can defend over there. So that's why I think you can get seriously high supremacy numbers, perhaps, 
on Bayern, but Harry Kane does make a huge difference for them up front. And, um, you know, I don't think you'd want to be opposing them, would you? Uh, the pick from Stephen Daniele is Paris Saint-Germain plus 1,600. Steve, uh, as one of our French football experts that we've used over the course of the last few years, uh, talk us through your PSG pick. Well, I'm going to focus on the value side of this. We're 16-1 to 1 on PSG to win the Champions League, which I think is a huge price. When I mean, I look, actually look back at the same show last year. I think three of us picked PSG, including myself, uh, at plus five hundred. Which, um, yeah, for that that price to have now trebled in the space of twelve months just does seem ridiculous. I know the first thing you're going to come back at me, Dan. You're going to say, "Well, look at the draw." Well, I've actually done the historical odds before the draw was even made. They were still plus uh, twelve hundred, so they were still quite a significant price. Their odds actually have been up and down throughout the summer with the Mbappe saga and everything like that. But I'm like, I just don't get why they're such a big price. I mean, what's changed? They've lost Messi and Neymar. Okay. And Sergio Ramos, maybe this time last year, that was the perception that they've got these Galazzo superstars and that was going to be the difference maker. But I actually would argue that the squad looks more balanced now without these players. They've actually, um, you know, they've reinforced well with perhaps Rundle Kolo Moani being... Not not the final piece of the jigsaw, but a big piece. That Kylian Mbappe has always been after someone at PSG, similar to the French setup with Giroud, where he didn't he doesn't want to be the main striker all the time. He can now run off the the side of uh, Kolo Mouani and play his more natural game. But they have reinforced well. You know, Barcola came in quite late into the transfer window as well. Young talent, but he will add some more to them. Agate Dembele. I mean, I just feel there's more balance and certainly more youth and um, better running legs in the team, actually. So 16 to 1, I'm just baffled why on earth they are so big. I honestly think this should be half the price. Um, I, you know, I, I don't get it. The, the, the draw is a, is a tough one and we're going to come to that group later, me and Danielli as well. We've got some picks in the group. But obviously we both think they're going to get out of it. Once they're out of the group, um, are PSG a 16-1 to shot to win the Champions League? They most certainly are not, unless there's significant injuries. So, yeah, I'm focusing on the on the price side of things here. It just looks a really big... The, the odds look too big for me, too. I cannot pass this up. If I backed them at plus 500 last year, I'm certainly not going to pass up this opportunity to treble the price this year, Dan. 16-1, to Newcastle, Dortmund, Milan in that group. Uh, Danielli, what's your thoughts on Paris Saint-Germain, because I know it's your selection here and you've talked about the fact that you can come into a difficult draw and that seems to happen to Paris Saint-Germain every single year. They get some tough draws. What's the reasoning behind your pick of PSG for the 23-24 Champions League? They have a new man in charge, Luis Enrique, with a plan and I think the summer went well for them. They kept Mbappe, best player on the planet and best player perhaps of this Champions League alongside uh, Haaland. Remember, this is the first time in the Champions League for over 20 years there is no Messi, no Ronaldo. So obviously everything is set for uh, Mbappe to take center stage perhaps even more than what he has done. Now, obviously, the challenge for Luis Enrique is to gel all the new signings, including Gonzalo Ramos as well, that we haven't mentioned, together and make sure they look like a team 
But I think the start of the season has been promising, has been encouraging. I know the first two games have been two draws, but there was too much going on. They won really well at the weekend for one against Lyon. I think the signs are there. And if anything, it could be from really a superstitious thing. You know, last year, Manchester City shook off the fear of winning the big trophy. This year could be the, the time of uh, PSG. Let's not forget last year, though, they were in a tough group. They finished second on goal difference because Benfica scored five or six in the last game against the Maccabi Haifa, and they were only winning 2-1 against Juventus. So, had they finished top, they would have avoided Bayern in the knockout stage, and maybe the route to the final, the semi-final, would have opened up for uh, for PSG, who have reached the final, of course, four years ago. So, yeah, I think is the value, as you mentioned before, is the price. It pays a lot, plus 1,600. But I think they will get out of the group, and then, yeah, with a good draw, I think they could advance. Could be half the price very quickly, Will, on, on Paris Saint-Germain. Um, where do you rate them? Has the draw been a factor uh, shunting them out to 16-1? to 1? I mean, ratings-wise, ratings-wise, they're suffering for me. Uh, they are 12th best team in Europe, according to my ratings. Crikey, 12th best team. Wow. Hang on. Hang yeah. on. We, the, so the layers have them as the sixth best team, but but yeah. Will's rating is the 12th best team. That Yeah, so that's one way of looking at it. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and really, that's what would put me off them. Intuitively, when I see that price, it does look big. So I've got to agree with the boys that the price does look big. And, and I actually like what Luis Enrique is doing there with the rebuilding of the squad. I actually think it could be a net positive for them to, to lose Messi and Neymar, given the replacements they've made. But don't betters lose their money every year backing PSG in the Champions League. <laughs> the number of times I've seen them tipped up at prices from five to one up to, or plus five. Talking about you, eh, Steve. Plus Talking plus about 1, you. <laughs> it's I like mean... back in England for a tournament, isn't it? <laughs> I think the you know, betters get done every time. And I do we will there, you know, the last last season's PSG. We're not very good, so mm. I can see why they are low on his on his ratings. You can't just suddenly, you know, all right, they've looked better in the last two or three games. He's, they can't suddenly move up ten places in three matches, can they? So I can I can see why the rating, um, but I, I do suspect they will move up that uh, rating on your system this year. Will. Yeah, I mean, what I will say is that really between kind of fourth, third, and fourth down to uh, PSG, Inter, Napoli, that, uh, kind of around the 10 plus mark they're they're really condensed aside so um you know there's not much to say so yet them rising up to four fifth places in my ratings could happen within the first few uh, games of the group stages quite easily and i can see that happening which is why i wouldn't want to be against them Plus 1,600, uh, 16 to 1. That is the play from both Daniele and, and Steve. We're overrunning already on the show. We've got an awful lot to try and get in. I want some really quick thoughts on three other teams uh, from you guys towards the top of the market. Will Real Madrid, um, why should we not be backing them at plus 800 very quickly? Again, it's it's going to be a boring answer and it's going to be based off ratings. Uh, Real Madrid have not been very convincing in the underlying stats this year so far. Uh, Vinicius is out for the first few games of the group stages, maybe the first two or three, but I don't think that's a big deal. They should qualify. Uh, I wouldn't want to be against them at plus 800, but I wouldn't want to be opposing them either because they've got that X factor. They've got the experience in Europe and they've got Jude Bellingham. Uh, Steve, what about Arsenal back in the Champions League for the first time in a good few years here? Started the Premier League season. Okay, I'm being. I can't believe they're the fourth favourites with Bet Rivers. I then asked where Will has them on the ratings, but anyway, go um, on, Steve. it's plus twelve hundred. I I wouldn't touch them with stolen money. 
no way. They uh, they don't have um, they've not been in the Champions League for several years for a start, and that always puts me off because you, I think you need a gradual experience of this competition to keep improving in in Europe. And um, I certainly think they'll get out of the groups. I could see them reaching about the, the quarterfinals. I mean, I think one of the big boys will do for them, to be honest with you. Um, I, I think a fairer price would be certainly 20 to 1 bar, really. Uh, Barcelona, Daniele, your thoughts on Barca knocked out the group stages last year? Well, with Barcelona, I think uh, sometimes the, what they achieve on the pitch, uh, they get a little bit overshadowed by the issues off the pitch. And it's been a similar a similar summer this, this time. But, you know, good additions. Joao Cancelo, uh, Joao, uh, Cancelo, of course, Joao Felix, Kundungan, uh, Romero. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about Barcelona because last season they built their domestic success on clean sheets, 25 clean sheets, very good performance from Ter Stegen in Europe they consider far too much so that tells you that they were very good defending against La, in La Liga where perhaps there are not so many goal scorers but in Europe they consider four against Inter five against Bayern Munich four against Manchester United in the Europa League and three against Victoria Pulzenia so no clean sheets at all you look at the back four Christensen, Kunde, Sergio Roberto, Cancelo or Alonso doesn't really instill me a lot of confidence don't see uh, also a real style of play yet in the side so I wouldn't back them we have got an outsider to follow. Will, reveal all for us. We've gone back to the Bundesliga for your outside pick. Yeah, I just, I can't resist the price on uh, Red Bull Leipzig here at plus 6,600. It's, um, I just don't think they should be a much bigger price than the likes of Inter, Napoli, AC Milan, Manchester United. I mean, Manchester United are plus 2,000, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Uh, versus Leipzig at plus 6,600. I, I just... Frankly, I don't see see much difference, if any, between the two teams. And, and there's an argument that Leipzig are the better team, to be completely honest. Yeah, but, but Will, Leipzig, of, Leipzig have sold the three best players in the summer. They have, but they've, they have replaced them well, I think. Uh, I think Steve would agree that Lois Appender is, 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 yes. is a very, very dangerous uh, weapon at spearheading their attack. You know, Xavi Simons from PSV by way of um, PSG is, you know... They've got a lot of young, unpredictable talent, um, and they have lost their three, arguably their three best players. But I just think they've replaced them well. I think you know the very shrewd transfer policy at Leipzig and identifying this this young talent with with um, statistical data uh, backing up these transfer decisions. And I just you know I think there's a lot more upside in Red Bull Leipzig than there is you know a Manchester United side or an AC Milan side that you know really don't have the, the potential upside and, and attacking firepower that, that this Red Bull Leipzig team have. I do, I, do, I do take on board your point, Daniele, and I also take, take on board Steve's point about the Bundesliga being, you know, a league where, uh, you know, defences aren't the strongest. So that would be, that would definitely be my question mark. But plus 6,600, I don't think you'll find anybody better at that price. Yeah, they're a big price, uh, certainly. And in the WhatsApp group, we were discussing why Newcastle was shorter than Napoli and Inter. So I'll let Daniele take the <laughs> take the argument for, for why Napoli and Inter are better than Newcastle and then Will can explain why Bet Rivers have priced Newcastle shorter. It's an interesting one, this. I found this fascinating because 
you know, as 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 betters, we look at this and we think, why on earth are they that price? So, Daniele, you were suggesting really that Napoli Inter should be shorter than Newcastle. Is that what you believe? I believe I believe so. I, I look at the Napoli, the Italian champions, and at the moment they're plus 2,800, Inter plus 3,300 last year, a finalist, and they are higher, of course, than Newcastle. I think uh, it's strange for me. Maybe I have got my theory, perhaps, you know, the, the, the market leader, they look at the Premier League as a better league overall than Serie A, but you also have to consider Newcastle hasn't played in this competition for over 20 years. They finished fourth last season in the Premier League. In the end, at the end of the season, also, you know, they were scraping it a little bit. And I think what concerns me about Newcastle this season is that obviously playing in the Champions League, in the Premier League, that means they cannot rotate. Well, they can't rotate much. Or if they last year they weren't rotating in the Premier League, they were putting out their best 11. This time they will have in some of the competition and obviously rotating might affect your quality, not rotating the players might affect your fitness. And it's also something that we can maybe relate to Arsenal as well. Last season, Arteta was changing half of the squad in the Europa League. This season won't be able to do it. When you look at Inter and Milan, they are different teams, of course. Inter, but both have got a very strong pedigree and a strong uh, idea identity as well and especially uh, with Inter a very drilled uh, system based on a very solid defense Milan have added more imprevisibility up front and in the attack Milan are on the same group as Newcastle I think they will come on top of Newcastle and qualify and yes I can't I understand why the Italian champions are priced higher than the fourth team in the, in England maybe the bookies look at Napoli and say well they never won two Scudettos back-to-back. They never reached more than a quarter-final of the Champions League. That's why. But I think if you put together the two 11, the two starting 11, more, more Napoli players will fit into a combined 11 than, than, than Newcastle players. Uh, Daniele brings the passion. Will brings the numbers. Come on, slap us with some, with some hard metrics as to why Newcastle are shorter, Will. I feel a little ashamed to be bringing just the numbers. <laughs> But yeah, I'll come with the boring side of it. I mean, Daniele kind of did answer his own question, really. Ratings-wise, these these markets have been have been built using ratings, and uh, and um, the Premier League is just such such a stronger league ratings-wise than than Serie A. And uh, if you look at last season, Liverpool, who currently are fourth best team in the Premier League, roughly third or fourth. They went off minus half a goal favourite, so plus a hundred away from home to Napoli in, in, in the group stage. Um, they lost. They lost four one. They got drilled, um, and then Napoli's rating drastically improved throughout the season, but but really not enough to to uh, overcome that that minus half a goal away from home for Liverpool. You know Newcastle are loved by the professionals in Asia. Uh, there will be support for them in the markets, probably not on the futures market, because I do actually agree intuitively that Newcastle price is, is, is not attractive at all. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Newcastle go off favourites away from home against AC Milan in the group stages. I think it's the first match, actually, of the group stages. It'd be interesting to watch how the market moves for that one. Not having that, Dan- Danielli, at all, eh? No, I, ca- I can't have... I'm not. I'm not having Newcastle favourites against AC Milan away from home. Look, I know uh, Premier League. If you look at the Premier League record transfer, 2.6 billions more than the four leagues combined together, uh, or the other leagues balance sheet was in plus. Premier League balance sheet was in minus. So all these things combined together tell you yes, of course, the Premier League is so potent. But man for man, 
And experience-wise, I still see Milan. I mean, Milan have improved this season as well, so I can't see them really not being favourite against uh, Newcastle. At uh, the, uh, the minute, plus 135 Milan, plus 185 Newcastle. But I think what we'll, we'll, you're suggesting here is that come, come game time, that'll be closer. I think so. I mean, actually, one of my favourite betting strategies is to kind of envisage which way the market's likely to move based off ratings. And then take the intuitive kind of more human-based bet once the market has moved. If AC Milan somehow end up underdogs in this first group stage game at home to Newcastle, I would agree wholeheartedly with Daniele. That's a ridiculous proposition. And I will be betting AC Milan strongly in that scenario should it play out. But um, but that's just the explanation as to why the odds are the way the odds are. And no, I absolutely... I absolutely love it. And I, I think you're right. And we've spoken off air. And I think one of the ways that you make money is, is you do bring that human element into it because the rating systems are not always right. Uh, Steve, match bet for you, Newcastle or Napoli. Which get which which team goes further in the Champions League? Uh, uh, Napoli. I think Newcastle will get knocked out in the groups, but we'll talk about that group in a minute. But um, <laughs> in terms of Newcastle against AC Milan, yeah, I wouldn't. Really, I wouldn't be interested in getting involved in that. That is not a game high on my uh, priorities of, of getting involved. We are massively overrunning, but it's good stuff. Let's talk top goal scorer here. Uh, Harlem plus 125, Kane plus 350, Mbappe plus 400, plus 1100, Lewandowski, Osimhen plus 2300, with Rashford and Bellingham at plus 3300. Bellingham's been inserted into the market after his good season uh, so far at Real Madrid. Uh, Steve, it seems to me, and we, we talk about Bellingham there, I mean, there is a positive. So there's, there's not enough good strikers here by the looks of things. Harlan was plus 300 last year. He's plus 125 or so this this time. He only got 12 to win it, which is probably a, a big figure to win the, the Champions League top goal scorer. What, what's your general thoughts on it here? I don't actually have a pick in this market. Um I was looking to try and oppose the top three in, in the market, but um, the problem is the likes of Haaland and Kane might have 10 goals by the end of the group stage. That's how easy the groups are for Bayern Munich and uh, Man City. So, you know, I was thinking, could you maybe find a team in a group where, I mean, who are the worst teams in the Champions League? Who has the worst defences? And yeah, I think Haaland, Haaland and Kane have, have kind of, drawn the, the plum draws there. Haaland had 12 goals last year. I think Benzema won it the previous campaign with 15. So you do need to be racking up a fair few goals in this competition now. And it may well, it often comes down to who has a really monster game somewhere. Didn't he, did he score five in one game last year, Haaland? Five goals or four, four. at least, something four. ridiculous like that. Um, if that could happen again with someone significant. So look, if I had to, if someone gave me a free $10 bet, who's my money on? I'm going with the same bet that these two boys are going to take. Daniele can reveal it for us. Daniele, who should pick for top goal scorer of Champions League this season? Harry Kane, O'Brien, plus uh, 350, because I go back to to the point uh, Stephen was making. Slightly easy group. Last season, Bayern, 18 goals scored in the group stage, and they were playing against Inter and Barcelona. But there is also the flip side of the argument. If Bayern Munich and Manchester City are already qualified, comes match day four, Harry Kane and Haaland might be rested and then they might not be able to rack up the goals as well. So you don't want an easy group or too easy. You want them to play at least five full 90 minutes uh, Martinez game. But, you know, just to point out, no Benzema this season, no Salah as well in uh, competition, no Messi, no Ronaldo. So obviously it could be a good chance for Harry Kane. He's got 29 goals in Europe so far. Not too many. 
hopefully, to win the Golden Boot of uh, Champions League. Uh, and Will, we were talking about prices off air here. Um, plus four hundred, you might be able to spy, but plus three fifty is still just about acceptable to you, isn't it? Yeah, I think at plus three fifty, it's it's probably still a bet. Um, I would add to what Daniele, Daniele said, just some statistics around Bayern during Lewandowski era, and and I think there's no um, no bones about it. They brought Harry Kane in not to create chances and not to be part of the. Uh, the, the, the chance creation, but to score goals, um, as did Robert Lewandowski. If you look at Lewandowski's record at Bayern, just in the Champions League, so discounting his phenomenal record in Bundesliga, 2019-2020 season, 15 goals in 10 Champions League starts, 2020-2021 season, five goals in six Champions League starts, and then in 2021-22, 13 goals in 10 Champions League starts. He scored an average of 1.2 goals Per game in his last three seasons at Bayern Munich. I, I think Bayern will be expecting similar numbers out of Kane. Um, Haaland is the obvious danger and I think what Daniele said about resting, potential resting in the group stage, I think that's probably more likely to happen with Haaland. Bayern take the group stages very, very seriously. They've won their group each of the last five seasons. Sorry, yeah, they've won their group each of the last five seasons. And um, I think there's more chance Haaland rests in the final group stage game than Kane. And I think that might make the difference. I'm very curious to see Kane with a winter break, how refreshed he comes yeah, in spot. January, Tuesday. Haaland plays every single day, every single day from Christmas Eve to, to, to New Year's Day. Interesting, yeah, certainly, and uh, Mbappe to a lesser extent because obviously the French football is less games, isn't it? The uh, yes. this year, this, this season, yeah, yeah um, because they dropped a, a couple of teams or a team, didn't they, in uh, in Liga? Uh, that's uh, top goal scorer uh, plus three fifty. We think Kane um, is the play for Daniele. Well, it is the play for Daniele and for Will. Now we've got eight group bets to rattle through here. We're massively over time, so let's see if we can get through these fairly quickly, gentlemen. Will, we're going to start with you because you've got a two-pick parlay involving groups A and B. Talk us through this. I like uh, Bayern and Arsenal both to top their groups. Um, as I said before, Bayern have topped their group in their last five editions. Um, they tend to bulldoze through the group stage, really. And, and in their group, it looks like Manchester United are their only real competition. And I think Manchester United are overrated here. So the buy-in part of the parlay is, is pretty simple. Arsenal, it's it's a very different group dynamic. Um, there are kind of three teams that theoretically will be vying for, for second spots. And I think that might work in their favour. I think those teams are likely to take points off each other. Uh, the other three teams are PSV, Sevilla and uh, Long. And I think they're likely to take points off each other and, and, and kind of leave Arsenal, if they perform to their capabilities, uh, um, free road to, to topping the group. Uh, Ratings-wise, I just have them so much higher than the other three teams in the group. So uh, that comes into it as well. So the price on that's quite attractive, plus 128. Um, so, yeah, I really like that. I like that double parlay with two teams, Bayern and Arsenal, to win their respective groups at plus 128. Uh, Daniele sticking with Group B. You've got a qualification uh, bet for us here. The French vice champion Lens to qualify plus 175, which is pretty much 36% of chances of qualify. And for me, it's a process of elimination. 
Sevilla finished 12 last season in La Liga and they are seeded because they won the Europa League on penalties. They are on turmoil and to me, they look a bit weaker. Okay, they got Sergio Ramos, but for example, they lost the goalkeeper, Bono, who's been very, very good this season. PSV Eindhoven last season lost Gapo, Madueke, that dented their chances to win the Eredivisie. Uh, they were knocked out by Sevilla in the Europa League last season. So to me, they are of similar quality. Arsenal, of course, I see them ahead of this. And Lance, I know they started the season badly, got beaten 3-1 PSG, 3-0 by Monaco. But, you know, it is a team well-managed, well-drilled as well. And I think they're going to be better than that. I'm going to give everyone a problem or two. This is a kind of groups where I think Every single team will lose at least one game. And that's why I think Lance will have a chance. Uh, Lance for Daniele. However, also in Group B, Steve's got a different take on it. Yeah, I like PSV to qualify from this group, Dan, at plus 155. I do agree with Will. I think Arsenal will win the group. And um, in a way, I kind of hope Daniele's right about Lance being quite competitive from a French football perspective. But I mean, there's, French football teams have not been doing well in any European competition for a while, apart from PSG, really. Um, Marseille are now Marseille have been the prime example recently, and whether Lons can actually improve on that remains to be seen. But um, they haven't started the season very well. We know they've lost a couple of really key players this season, so I personally just couldn't trust any French team. And I think we're all kind of unified, kind of fading severe a bit, aren't we? Um, here, I, I don't think they should be the second favourites to, to qualify from this group. They, they, they're not going to be that bad at all. But um, they'll win the Europa League again. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe third place for them, right? Um, somehow or other. But uh, yeah, so PSV for me, what plus one fifty five? They look when I saw them in qualifying, they looked quite god uh, good. Bit disappointed they lost the guy Sangare to was it Wolves somewhere like that? Yeah. Um, Forest is it Forest? Forest, sorry, I think that's quite a good signing for Forest, but. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll chance my arm here because I quite like the idea of fading Lons and Sevilla. Okay, uh, I've got to ask Will about the ratings here because it's not that often that we get two of our experts uh, blatantly disagreeing. So we've got Daniele with uh, Lons to qualify, probably behind Arsenal, and for Steve it's PSV. So Will, ratings-wise, your thoughts on this one? Who's the better team here? Who would you play between Lons and PSV to qualify from Group B? Personally, I much prefer PSV. Um... I think they've got quite a few things in their favour. Ratings, again, I've got them about a quarter of a goal. I'm better. desperate for Daniele versus Will on the head-to-head <laughs> Euro show. Incidentally. I'm, yes. I'm down well, for that. I'm 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 probably ch- I'm, I probably I'm, changed I'm my mind after we record. I'm, I'm what about Sevilla? What about Sevilla? Where do you rate them, Will, in comparison to the two? Sevilla, Sevilla are... So, basically, PSV I have rated the best of those three teams. PSV, then Sevilla, then Lens. Um... How would you pronounce Lens, actually? Is it Lens. Long or is Lens. it Lens? Lens. Yeah, anyway, back to the explanation. Um, <laughs> yeah, ratings, Ratings-wise, they are they are a little bit better. Um, they've also got a significant edge in, in European experience. And I think, um, frankly, I think PSV have actually replaced their key pairs they lost, lost in the, the off-season quite well. And um, before Sangar, uh, Sangare left, they... Um, Obviously, that was a big loss for them, but they have brought in Herving Lozano from Napoli, Noah Lang, and Jerdy Shelton, amongst others. And I and I think that the losses of Fafana and Appenda for, for Long uh, are actually more significant. So, so yeah, a gun to head, I'd be with PSV over, over Lance here. 
interesting. Um, we have got uh, a UEL Futures play from Will to come, but we've got plenty of group bets to come from Danielle and Steve. Uh, Danielle, you got a group beat. We're just going to go in alphabetical order. Group D, what do you like here? Inter to win the group, 13 new players for Inter, solid group, solid structure. I think they added experience with Pavard, with Klazen, he's slightly a younger squad. Turam, score of the weekend, Fratesi. The question mark for me with Inter is whether they are stronger in attack. We are Nautovic, Sanchez and Pavard instead of Dzeko, Lukaku. We'll see. The beginning of the season has been really, really good. You know, they managed to knock out Benfica last year in the quarterfinal due to be more experienced. They are almost set up to play against sides like Benfica, Real Sociedad, who keep the ball a lot, but they don't have the cutting edge. Lautaro is having a good season at the beginning. Inzaghi renewed his contract today. So I think uh, they are really, they could, they could win the group. Minus 111. Last season, neither Real Sociedad, when I saw them play against Roma in the Europa League, neither Benfica, to be fair, in knockout stages, impressed me too much. So yeah, I'm going to go with Inter. Inter to win Group D, um, and we've got a Group P selection from Steve. Who'd you like to top the table? Yeah, this is my kind of nap of the show, really. Uh, the banker from me. Atletico Madrid to win Group E. It's a group containing uh, themselves, Lazio, Feyenoord and Celtic. Now, the over-under here, Dan, is uh, throughout the competition, how many times you're going to hear the words say, tough place to go in this group, because... All uh, on this show as well. I'm sure it we said several times. Um, all four venues are known as being quite hostile uh, stadiums, aren't they? So, um, uh, but I personally think that by Athletic and Madrid are by far the best team of these four. Celtic, I'm not someone who rates Scottish football. I mean, we saw how poor Rangers were in qualifying. Feyenoord, the last time they were in this competition, did they even get a point? Um, you know, they are better now and they do have more European experience now. I would actually maybe even lean towards Feyenoord in second place. Uh, and Lazio, Daniani will know more of them about me, but I don't envision them winning a group in a, in a Champions League. Um, so for me, Atletico Madrid, we know their style. They're probably not the worst shout if someone wanted a big underdog. I think they're 30 to 1. That They'll grind through games. They'll happily go to these venues and, and probably pick up points where... As at home, they'll probably beat all the other three. So I, I really see them topping uh, topping this group, Dan. No question. Okay, Group F. Um, and we'll get Will's thoughts on this because it is the aforementioned group of death because it is very, very tricky and it's very, very good in terms of the quality there. Uh, Daniele, you've got um, a to qualify bet, first of all, for us. To qualify Milan, plus 125, which I think is an amazing price if you consider how far they got into the Champions League last season, and also how well they started this season. They look the most interesting proposition in Italy because with the money that they got from Tonali, they signed six players, and especially Tomori and Pulisic, deemed finished in England, but actually we discovered in Italy they are quite good players, and you know if they are fit, they can still have got uh, things to say. Um, depends if these new signings will uh, obviously shine in the Champions League, very interesting to see Reinders playing in the Champions League. Never played there. Very good young player with Z. See what he does, of course, week in and wake out. Maybe they needed something at the back. Uh, they kept Rafael Leao, who's still very decisive, very important. Uh, last year, they never won away in the Champions League. So that could be tricky for them because, again, I think in this group, to qualify, you need to pick at least three points away. Because, again, this is another group where at least... 
one game will be lost by every single team. I don't think nobody is going to go unbeaten, but I see them. I see them better than Newcastle, as I mentioned before. I see them better than Borussia Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund, for me, they're not as strong as Leipzig, for example, so I go for Milan to qualify. Uh, Milan to qualify plus 125. You like a group winner here, uh, Steve, just to press up your French flavour with it. PSG to win the group plus 125. I will take my chances here. I actually think it's um, not the worst draw for them. I think they need a tough draw. It was interesting. I, there's a journalist I follow who uh, covers PSG, Jonathan Johnson, and he made the case for this before the draw was made, that they could do with at least one or two sides to test them, rather than the likes of Maccabi Haifa. Their tough draws tend to come in the knockout phases, Dan, like you were saying uh, at the start of the show. In the, They've always generally had quite an easy group, and they somehow fail to win them. But uh, this might just raise their levels. They, they can't be resting players at any stage in this group, things like that. I am dismissing Borussia Dortmund out of the equation. I don't think they. I think they finished bottom of this group. They really don't look very good this year. Desperately struggling without Bellingham. Um, I know there's been a few grumblings about the tactics of the side. I think they'll finish bottom of this group, and I think AC Milan will finish second. I believe. Um, I believe they can finish above Newcastle. The extra extra experience in Europe. Newcastle will be giving it their absolute best though, and they'll 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 get a win or two. So um, yeah, they are Newcastle are kind of the joker of the pack here, aren't they? You know, what sort of version are we going to get from them? I mean, the atmosphere is going to be amazing at St James's Park, but I think PSG can show their quality and prevail overall. Plus one twenty-five down to win the group. Uh, Will, how, how, what, what would you say? What would be your one, two, three, four here? Because it's the best group from a neutral point of view. It looks the toughest group in terms of a betting point of view. How would you rate? What's your opinion? Who would you go one, two, three, four in this one? I find it really hard to get my head around this group because it's it's model versus versus human opinion really and 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 this is a group where you know I think the cases that Danielli and, and Steve have made are really strong uh, but completely opposed to to what how a model would see it that, that the model would definitely not have PSG social to win the group and would would also have AC Milan as the weakest team in the group but my own instinct tells me that's not the case like I would agree with Danielli I think it's very very close between AC Milan and Newcastle and I think that Dortmund are the outsiders in the group gun to head I'd probably go PSG to win the group Milan to finish second Newcastle third Dortmund fourth but uh, it's a very very tough group to call there we go. We've got the forecast for you there. We like PSG Milan in a 1-2. One last group bet. And then we've got a, an interesting futures from Will before we get the best bets for the boys and we wrap up. Um, this is typical Steve Wiss. This is a, a real uh, left field pick for me. We go to group H, Steve. All right. This is my stab in the dark. And this could be the one that makes me <laughs> this is the foolish. hot. This is the hot dog of the future show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, let's hope it hasn't, doesn't perform like recent hot dogs have. But uh, yeah, I'm going to have a little nibble on Royal Antwerp to qualify from group um, H. Now, Barcelona in this group with Porto and Shakhtar Donetsk. Now, Shakhtar, I actually, they cost me a bit, Shakhtar, last year. I went against them a few times and they surprised me. But I'm going to dismiss them again because they have no home advantage at all. They're playing all their matches in Hamburg this year, uh, even further away from the Ukraine. Um, so I, when you haven't got a home advantage, I don't like that. So I, I think Antwerp could certainly finish above Shakhtar. Barcelona should win the group comfortably, really. Uh, so it leaves Porto. Now, yes, Porto are the rightful favourites to be second, but minus 305 to qualify. I don't think I would be one to be... Uh, betting anything at those sort of odds. So uh, it, it might just come down to two matches. 
just say there was a red card that Porto received in one of these head-to-heads, and Antwerp, Antwerp might get close. Also, the last match of the group stage is Antwerp at home to Barcelona. Now, if Barca are already qualified, they could be facing a set of reserves there. It's the best time to face them. Um, they also face Barca first game, by the way, so you might actually want to get on this bet after they've lost to Barca. But, um, yeah, plus 400. I'll take uh, my nibble because, uh, like I say, I'm, I am kind of dismissing Shakhtar a bit. And Porto, you just never know, do you? Okay, that's Antwerp to qualify at plus 400. And it is the Champions League Futures show, uh, but we have got Europa League Futures because Will stuck it in the group. And I think Nigel allowed it. I'm not quite sure what he was talking about when he was uh, replying to our WhatsApp group. It might not go down as your official PL for the season, Will, but you've got a good selection for us here. What do you like for the Europa League on the hour? It's always difficult, isn't it? Because we don't know the teams that are going to drop in, but you're happy to get involved with one ahead of the group stages and ahead of those Champions League teams dropping into it. Yeah, normally I wouldn't uh, for the reasons you mentioned, Dan, but um, I just can't resist plus 2,000 on Leverkusen here. Um, this has been priced. I, d- I don't know who's priced this up, but I-, I can't have them the same price as teams such as, you know, Ajax, Marseille, West Ham, Atalanta. A- a Leverkusen really not significantly better than most teams. I mean, maybe Atalanta, but but the others, I have Leverkusen as a far, far better team. Actually, in the limited sample size of this season, um, my rating on Leverkusen has risen to being almost on par with Dortmund and Leipzig, which um, definitely towards, mo- well, during most of last season, they wouldn't have been rated that highly. I think in the offseason, they've addressed their weaknesses. Uh, they've signed some some quality players. They've brought in uh, Victor Boniface, Boniface. Uh, Granit Xhaka, Jonas Hoffman, and Alejandro Grimaldo, probably the least... Uh, heralded of those four, but Grimaldo is a serious player. And they've all come straight into their starting eleven, um, addressing the weaknesses that Leverkusen had from last season. I think if this were Dortmund or Leipzig, they'd be half the price, if not shorter. And yeah, like I said, normally I wouldn't be a fan of, of basket backing teams this early in the Europa League or, or the Conference League, given that the Champions League third, third, third place teams drop down into it after the group stage. But uh, but this is just too big to resist. Plus 2,000, I think they should probably be half that price. By Leverkusen to win the Europa League is the play on the futures market from Will. Before we wrap up, we need some best bets. We've got through an awful lot over the course of the last hour or so. I hope we're allowed to go for an hour. Nigel will let us know, I'm sure, if we're not. Steve, what's your best bet when it comes to the futures for the Champions League 23-24? Atletico Madrid to win their group. And I was just, by the way, talking to Europa League, I was looking to see if you can actually back Sevilla to win it. But there's no odds list. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> won't do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Atletico Madrid to win the group. That's my nap of the show. Uh, Daniele, what's your best bet, the ones that we've talked over over the course? For of me, it's uh, Milan to qualify, plus 125. Milan to qualify, plus 125. Will, what's your best bet? I'm actually kicking myself for missing Steve's Atletico bet. Uh, it just, that's an absolute stonker for me. Um, I, I really, the more I think about it, the more I can't see uh, anything other than Atletico topping that group. And I wish that I'd added them to my best bet parlay, which is Bayern and Arsenal to win both of their groups at plus 128. I think with uh, if you put Atletico in there, you're going to be getting bigger than uh, plus, probably up to plus 250, plus 200, plus 250, 225, something like that. And I think that is a very, very serious bet. 
three-team parlor, we can stick that one in as a best bet for Will. Steve, Daniele, Will, thanks for your company. Look forward to seeing you uh, over the course of the season across all of our betting weekly content. For now, though, that is a wrap for the Champions League Futures show. Uh, when it comes to European club football, we will have previews uh, for the Champions League and the Europa League group games ahead of each group fixture and, of course, into the knockout stages as well. And make sure you're across all of the Bet River shows by subscribing to our YouTube channel. And, of course, you can stay in touch on social media at Because We Win. From all of us, though, it is goodbye.